Welcome to the Travel Agent Podcast. I'm your host, Aileen Blanco. I interview successful industry professionals and share my personal journey to becoming a travel agent. The show is for aspiring travel agents and travel professionals at every level. My mission is to uncover the universal keys to thrive in this business. Join me as I take a closer look into the life of a travel agent. Hey, I just wanted to jump in right before the episode and give you a bit of a heads up. There's going to be a reoccurring theme over the next couple weeks, and it is staying in front of your clients. They need to know that you are still in business and that you are going to help them travel as safely as possible. Now, there is a multitude of ways that you can stay in front of your clients, but one of the ways that I love most is podcasting. And because of that, I created the Travel Professionals Guide to Podcasting, and I'm going to be hosting one last class this year so that you can start off 2021 right and stay in front of your clients. So if you've been thinking about starting a podcast and it's been on your to-do list for a very long time, or you started and you got really overwhelmed, come join the Travel Professionals Guide to Podcasting. If you are looking to stay top of mind and stay in front of your client and attract new ideal clients, this is it. So click the button that says start podcast now or go to the travelagentpodcast.com and click the course button and all of the information is there. And if you still have questions at the bottom, it says, are you still not sure? We'll get on a call together. I want you to be successful and you never know. Podcasting might just be your thing. So, without further ado, we'll get on to the episode. Hello, and welcome back to the Travel Agent Podcast. As per usual, we have another amazing guest, and she's going to introduce herself. Hi, my name is Amina Dearman, and I'm a luxury travel advisor based in New Orleans, and I'm affiliated with Smart Flyer. All right, so how'd you get started? So I've been in business for about two years. Um, I think my journey is unique in the sense that my background was really in sales and marketing. Um, I have an MBA from Tulane, so I went to business school knowing that I wanted to move to New York and have this major career in, in beauty and fashion. And at some point along the way, <laughs> realized that none of those things were my true love or what I was really passionate about and that travel is something that I always came back to. So um, about two, I guess actually now at this point, three years ago, I went on a trip with my husband to Venice. We were actually meeting some friends there and going on our first cruise. And there was something about that moment, just being there and being amongst friends and being in a new place. Um, it felt really special to me. And I kind of had a moment when I was like, this is a feeling that I wanna have over and over again. And it's a feeling that I wanna help other people have over and over again. And I traveled my entire life since I was a small child, a baby actually. But that particular trip really struck a chord with me. So I got back from the trip and I started researching uh, I just Googled luxury travel advisor. Is it a thing? Does it exist? Do people actually earn a living doing that? And from there, started looking at host agencies and wrote a business plan. And kind of the next thing I knew, I was talking about when I was going to leave my full-time corporate job and transition into the travel industry. So 
that's that's my origin story. Um, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a particular or of particular importance, I guess, this trip, but there was something about the feeling that I had on the trip that I came back and I just really felt moved to go down this path. That's exactly what happened when I came back from the Philippines. I was like, all right, how do I make this happen? <laughs> Google is your friend. <laughs> right. It's like the few times, one of the few times that Google and travel actually can be your friend. Right. When you're trying to find out a career about being a luxury travel advisor. Yeah. <laughs> so since you've been in, in this transition for the last three years, what do you wish you would have known uh, when you first started? The, the main thing I think I would have, wish I would have known is how much of a hustle this business is. And I wasn't one of those people who had this idea um, that it was just going to be like me traveling the world and staying at fabulous hotels. I get a lot of questions about that from people who are interested in coming into the industry. And I tell them, honestly, I probably will definitely travel less now because of COVID. But when I really started full time in this business, I was traveling a lot less than I was before because I was working all the time and working on the clients all the time. So I think that's one thing that I wish I'd been more prepared for. Um, just getting your name out there, meeting people that are then going to introduce you to the right people, letting people know that you still exist, that this industry still exists, that you provide a service and a value that they can't get elsewhere. So that for me was kind of a surprise. Not that I wasn't expecting hard work. I was definitely expecting that and long hours, just building a business, starting a business, that's part of it. But I really felt like I was hustling. I felt like I was starting at the bottom and I had a lot to prove and I had a lot to learn. And so I think for me, that was probably the biggest thing. The second biggest thing, the acronyms. There are so many acronyms in this industry that I, it just, it's mind boggling. Like, I think it's genius that we've been able to come up with all these acronyms. But at the same time, when you start out, I had no idea what an FIT was for months, I don't think. Um, so that also was a little bit of a struggle for me. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm, I still Google some of the acronyms <laughs> because it's just too many. They're just too many. <laughs> so um, since like the journey is still fresh in your mind, how did you decide who your ideal client was? There have been a lot of iterations on my ideal client. Um, I think when I started, I was my ideal client. Um, my, my friends, my, the, my friends who travel the way that I travel were my ideal client. And over the last few years, I realized that I'm actually not my ideal client because I'm the person that plans. I'm the planner. I'm the researcher. And that's not who I really want as my client. I want the person that can let go of the control and that's not me at all. So I think in, in going through that process and kind of finding out who she was, um, it's, it's even changed from when I realized that. So in my head, she's like this mid thirties professional um, who travels a lot for work. So she's going places, but she's not really getting to enjoy them. And she wants to be able to go back with her significant other, or her girlfriends and really kind of hang out. That's who she is in my mind. My actual clients are still not that person. Most of them are executives. Um, I work with a lot of physicians. I work with a lot of people who really just do not have time to think about any aspect of their trip. And they are comfortable because they have their thing that's their specialty and they get that. They get how specialties and kind of um, having that 
arsenal of a financial planner and a CPA and all of those things. They understand that, that business model. And so they are very willing and ready to hand over everything to me and just want to show up at the airport and go. Um, so I think it's constantly evolving. And it's not really until I went back and looked at, okay, this is who I think I'm talking to. This is who I think I'm marketing to. But who's actually calling me and who's actually booking with me? And that person looks a lot different than where I started and even different from where I was probably a year in. I love that so much. Uh, same journey. I'm still on that journey. And I think it's ever changing as you mm-hmm. grow your business and you, you realize who you really want to work with and you find that perfect client. You're like, I need more of you. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Tell all of your friends that are just like you. Right. <laughs> so what is something you failed at in the beginning and you are an absolute rock star right now? Well, I think um, something that I failed at in the beginning, so I fail constantly. I fail on a daily basis. Don't we all? Um, (laughs) But I think the one thing really was prioritizing and monetizing my time. Um, So I pretty much from the get-go have always charged some type of planning fee for when clients were actually ready to book. They They were ready to go. But what I didn't always monetize was you know, those 30-minute conversations of brainstorming or those conversations at a cocktail party. And so something that I think in the beginning, I didn't realize that I was basically just giving people free advice. And anyone else in this type of uh, professional service industry, they don't offer free advice. My, my attorney does not give me free advice. <laughs> so I think understanding and looking at it kind of from that lens that it's one thing to have like a casual conversation with someone, but it's another thing to really give, give up um, a lot of the info that my paying clients were getting. So that's something that I've had to focus on. And then prioritizing my time, figuring out which clients are going to be the most time consuming, figuring out if I want to continue to work with them in the future, figuring out if the return on investment is there for me, and then being able to say, okay, I know I need to spend X amount of time on my social media. I know I need to spend X amount of time on my email list. Like carving out time in my day to actually get that stuff done and not just sitting down and getting into my emails and losing track of time. You sound incredibly organized. So um, is, do you mind telling us, like, is there a system you use or is it just something that you've decided to prioritize and you just know, um, know what you need to do? I am a person who in life is very organized to the dismay of my spouse and a lot of people around. <laughs> it's just who I am. I go to my sister's house and I organize her pantry. It's just, that's who I am at my core. I can't, I can't help it. I try to change. I can't change. So I think a lot of it is just a natural instinct. Um, but I, I started really just in Google Docs, Microsoft Word, Microsoft Excel. Now I'm actually using a few different um, softwares and, and platforms. So I'm on TravelJoy. Um, I use UMaps. And I'm actually on the beta list for this new app and website called um, Thatch, which is basically like if Google Maps and your notes on your phone had a baby. And I use both of those so much. This is kind of like a pretty way to organize all of those restaurants and great things that you see in passing. Um, and so those things kind of help me because I have so much, we all have so much going on up here. And I have notepads on notepads on notepads with 15 <laughs> different lists on each one and a whiteboard and post-it notes. 
So they kind of helped me take it all from here and put it into a definitive place where I can actually find it again when I wake up at two o'clock in the morning and freak out that I didn't do something. <laughs> oh, I am telling you, like every time you answer, I'm just like, man, I wish I could find myself <laughs> there because I'm the least organized person. Like I, I kind of like organized chaos. It makes me feel needed, mm -hmm. <laughs> but it is a hot mess and so <laughs> I wish I had that personality trait to get things a little bit more organized so um <laughs> what's one of the most important things that you have gained from this industry so far I think I worked in a lot of jobs prior to this my career prior to this um I would say there were I was in a bubble a little bit so you know I had teams of people but ultimately it was just me making decisions, making strategy, and it kind of funneled down in the organization. And I will say, even as a home-based advisor, um, I feel like the community in this industry is beyond what I could have imagined. Um, there are two instances that happened today with my Smart Flyer colleagues where someone just looped me in on an email on something that was happening in New Orleans, another one where someone reached out for a recommendation about something, and I haven't met anyone in, at Smartflyer in person because I joined uh, in July. So we've had no face-to-face -face contact. Um, but I think the amount of people that really do follow up, connect, say what, do what they say they're going to do, um, make sure that you have you know, the best restaurant or the best tour guide, that has really been a nice surprise to me. And I kind of thought working from home and, and being home-based, it wouldn't feel like that. But it's, it's been pleasant. It's been a pleasant experience. I, I've connected with so many people and people are always able and ready and willing to then connect you to someone else. So that's definitely been a positive. So I'm going to end the interview with my favorite question. Mm -hmm. What do you have going on in your personal life and business that you are super excited about? So in my personal life, which is a hot mess, <laughs> I am selling my house that I lived in, in for seven years uh, in the Irish Channel in New Orleans. So that's just taken, it's taken all the energy. It's all the emotions and all the energy and everything. Um, but I'm excited about it because it's kind of the end of one chapter and it's the beginning of a new chapter. And I think going into 2021, I only want new chapters, no old chapters going forward. Um, um, on, a business, <laughs> on a business side, um, I've gotten a couple of um, shout outs from bloggers lately that have been really meaningful to me and I made the travel and leisure a-list advisors um, list this year which has been really important for me so personally I feel like things are starting to pick up um, obviously the vaccine news that's super exciting so I think there's a lot of good things coming for us who are in the travel business and um, as soon as I sell my house and we get the vaccine then I can travel wherever I put <laughs> That is awesome. Well, good luck on selling your house. Thank you. And keep shining, keep being awesome. And I look forward to following up with you later and see how, you know, your new life uh, in 2021 is. So thank you again for coming on the show. Of course. Thanks for having me. And if you'd like to learn more about Amina, go to the Travel Agent Podcast backslash blog. Thank you for joining the Travel Agent Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Visit the travelagentpodcast.com for more information about today's episode and other travel agent resources. Be sure to tune in every Thursday for new episodes. 
Until next time, continue to build a travel business you love.